Welcome to The Field Viewpoint, a Digital Farming Institute podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Sled. This is not just another ag tech podcast. This podcast brings together viewpoints that move far beyond field view button pushes and standard sales pitches. Whether you're a seasoned seller looking to sharpen your digital sales skills, or you're just starting your journey using digital tools in the field, this podcast is designed to help you build your confidence with your confidence. In today's episode, we talk to our climate enablement managers about field view complexities and how to handle objections around learning how to actually use the field view app, cab app, and climate.com. Let's get started. Well, welcome again to another Digital Farming Institute podcast. Today is an exciting podcast as we actually start our series around handling objections. And as we enter into talking about digital advocacy within Digital Farming Institute, we know that we want to spend some special time with some experts from the field to discuss the objections that you guys are hearing probably almost on a daily basis around field view. We would just want to hit them dead on with a transparent conversation coming from experts who can support you. So on the call today, we have two incredible climate enablement managers who are both uh, leaders in the field as trainers and fellow employees that I work with very consistently on training. We have Kylie Rickey from the Eastern Corn Belt region, and she's located in Indiana. And then we have Tyra Beshin, who is in the Northern Plains region as a climate enablement manager covering that territory, but located in South Dakota. So I'll let the ladies introduce themselves. Kylie, why don't you introduce yourself first? Well, cool. Thanks. Yes, Kylie Ricky here. I came to Climate after starting with Monsanto Bayer now as a DeKalb Asgro FSR in Northern Indiana, and then got this opportunity here about three years ago to move down to Southern Indiana and cover the Southern Indiana and Kentucky region. And so, yeah, been doing that since then. Thanks, Val. Hey, everyone. I am Tyra Beshin. I've been with Climate for a year and a half. I originally started at a co-op in South Dakota where I was at tech support with 70-ish agronomists. And then I worked with the Bear team also with any new business models that they did. And then I got the opportunity to go to climate from the co-op. So it's been pretty great. So with that, today we are going to talk a little bit more about handling objections, particularly around the uh, complexity objection that we hear around field view. But first, as we're talking about handling objections, we need to turn to our partner and expert in sales strategy, Mr. Andrew Canuck, who's going to give us an overview of how do we actually approach objections. When we say handle, what does that really mean and how should we be thinking about this? So, Andrew, go ahead and give us an overview. Folks, as we think about our sales call process, we know at some point you're going to receive an objection. And at that point, we want to just refresh you on the basics. What are the five steps that we do to handle an objection? So number one and the most critical is we're going to listen. That's giving verbal cues. Yes, I'm hearing what you're saying. Tell me more. It might be a a nonverbal, such as a head nod, eye contact, maybe taking notes, but we need to listen to what the customer is objecting about. The second step is we're going to acknowledge, say, yes, I've heard your objection here on compatibility, and I want to make sure I fully understand what that's about. So we jump into the clarifying component and say, can you tell me a little bit more about your concerns based on your equipment compatibility with the sprayer, as an example? And we'd work to ask 
a series of questions to clarify what the objection is. And at that point, if we believe we've got enough of the understanding of this objection, we're going to step to step four, and that is answering that objection. And once we've answered that objection with whatever tools, resources, nuggets of knowledge that you have, then you're going to move to step five, which is verifying with the customer. Does this help answer your question? Does this resolve your concern? And based on that, when we really look to apply our answer to that customer and and answer their objection, there's a method called erase. So we look for experiences reasons, authority, statistics, and examples to provide that answer. And from that, that could be a variety of things, like you've experienced this compatibility issue on sprayers before with another customer. You give that customer reasons why we can work through that compatibility. Maybe it's through data inbox. We give with authority, and you got to be a little bit careful with this, but you could say, hey, I've been through this, I know we can overcome it, or you could use a little bit of a kind of third-party reference like, hey, the TA, the dealer, somebody that's a little bit of advisor says this is going to be okay, they've worked through it. Statistics, it's really giving them facts. Hey, what's it going to cost to upgrade that sprayer potentially, or what are the facts to get over that particular objection around that sprayer? And then finally, examples. You could share examples where you've helped customers through it and now how they're using their data. So that would give a summary based on the erase method and tying that back into how we work through objections. Thank you, Mr. Canuck. Thank you for that level set. So now we're going to try to erase the objection that is complexity around our product. So once again, we have Kylie and Tyra today on the podcast to talk a little bit more about what's the deal with this objection, why it's an objection, and how we can ultimately erase it from our conversations with our customers and dealers. So Andrew, why don't you kick us off with a couple questions to get us started? Ladies, let's start real easy here today. When you think about complexity. What is the big deal with the complexity objection that we face from either a farmer or a dealer on FieldView? Yeah. So I think with the complexity when it comes to FieldView is is more so just a lack of experience and being around the product. And I say that with confidence because when you look at how FieldView is rated against other competitive products, farmers actually rate FieldView as one of the highest when it comes to ease of use. So, you know, FieldView is a piece of technology. It's still technically new. I think we're only, what, 10 years old. So still technically new. So anything new and technology-based seems complex. And I feel like that's a lot of where that objection lies. I think that there's a lot of ways also that we can easily overcome this objection when it comes to FieldView. I would uh, agree with Kylie. It's it is mostly of inexperience with the tool, but I like to tell farmers and dealers when I do get that kind of pushback where they're, they're like, hey, we're going out to a farmer. He's not very tech savvy and I'm worried it's going to be a lot for him at once. I like to focus on one thing and that's like find the one thing that he needs this for. Like if it's 
he wants to see his hybrids and stuff, loading them into his monitor when he's harvesting. You know, ladies, I, I appreciate that you are leaning into this with this understanding that maybe it's not so much about the product as much as it's maybe the time that has been spent in the product. I literally just this morning was having this epiphany as I was driving into the office and transparently y'all probably can imagine that now I work from home as someone who's supposed to be in office, right? So if you're working in the office, you have the option to work from home, but more than ever, I drive into the office in order to have stable internet, have quiet space, all those good things. And I was realizing that now more than ever, because in the last year I have been driving to the work more, I'm more familiar with the way to the office from my location 45 minutes away. And it's really because it's consistent driving, consistent traveling, consistent getting used to the route, as opposed to in the last three years, to be honest, I was hardly going into the office. So I wasn't familiar with the routes or um, just some of the things that come about with daily commute. And I think about that now more than ever with some of our farmers who probably are saying it's complex because maybe they're only in the product during planting and harvest time. Maybe it's not so much about the product, but maybe just the times and cadence in which they're already engaging in the product. But then I also think about, and I'm just going to stop and kind of pivot here to, to throw another perspective here, having conversations with my husband, who's also a climate enablement manager, one of your peers, sometimes the question gets brought up, well, why do we have a cab app, a field view app, and then climate.com? What's going on there? Does that add to the complexity or how do we make sense of that? Yeah, I think, of course, that does add to the complexity if you don't understand how to use the different apps. But I think it's nice to be able to break down what the FieldView product offers and kind of show how the product delivers different pieces to different people, depending on which of the apps they're using or whether they're going online. So so I think that can be a little bit complex, but as Tyra was saying before, if we can kind of break it down into little bite-sized pieces, it's a little bit easier to understand. So yeah, with FieldView, with having the cab app, you know, I like to explain that to our, if I'm like talking with a dealer, I would say, you know, this is really what our farmers, customers are going to be using. You probably won't spend much time in the FieldView cab app, but, you know, just to get familiar with it, what you're going to see most of the time is this map screen and being able to live stream data. And that's really what the cab app is used for. And then we can look at the black and gold. I like to call it the black and gold app for the Purdue sake. I'm a boilermaker through and through, but the black and gold climate field view app is more so for viewing and analyzing data, kind of diving in a little bit deeper. It's also great for our dealers because that's where they can see operations that are shared with them. And so kind of showing those little pieces here and there of the different ways that it's used maybe makes a little bit more sense when we're saying, you know, the cab app, let's keep that in the cab. It's for live streaming data. And a lot of times it's only used by farmers. And then the black and gold app, climate field view app, however you want to call it, is more for both farmers and dealers to use, but for visualizing and analyzing data further. Then, of course, we have the climate.com piece, which is a little bit different, kind of pulls it all together because we see both farmers and dealers utilizing that often. But I really like to say that's more for managing their accounts. So a lot of times we're using climate.com for you know cleaning up boundaries, maybe fixing data, sharing accounts. That's all done on climate.com. Purchasing, all that account type stuff is more so done on the web. So it can be a little bit confusing and complex when you don't break it down, I guess, to see how each of those different tools are actually utilized. When you think about that, why might our customers perceive FieldView as hard to learn or understand 
could you share what would be a couple of the top objections you receive around complexity and share with the audience how they might learn from that as they go on their digital journey? I just think it is because we're technically still a new product. Like we've been saying, we're only 10 years old. So a lot of the features can get confusing, especially for the older generation. I do have a lot of farmers that are older and they may not have a son or a hired hand that it's younger and more tech savvy as them. So how I kind of get around that, I had a farmer just recently that wanted to get into climate because he understood the importance of data collecting, but just collecting, planting, harvesting, spraying really overwhelmed him and he kind of started backing away from it. So we just started simple and how I usually kind of get through that blockage is by sitting down with them, doing the setup with them, explaining everything and not just, you know, doing the setup and then leaving them. I'll walk them through a planting scenario. I don't want to say it's like handholding, but just making sure that they know that I am always there if they need me and that there's no questions, a stupid question. So that way, if they do get overwhelmed on a piece of what we start with, they can always come to me and I can help them figure it out or be more confident in the product. I think you hit on a really important piece as we think about some of our customers that we serve today. They didn't grow up with a computer. They didn't grow up with an iPad and they're learning new tech with a growth mindset here as they're on their farming journey and ultimately providing support after the sale overcomes that complexity objection and giving them the confidence they can ask anything. There's no stupid question is a great call out because ultimately we want them to have a great experience and use this tool, not shut down. Kylie, from over your way, do you have anything that you've seen that might be different in the Eastern Corn Belt versus what Tyra was telling us in the kind of Western Corn Belt Plains area? Oh, I'm sure we run into a lot of the same objections and questions, but one thing that did pop into my mind is we're dealing with data at the end of the day and data from machines that aren't climate field view, like we say OEM. So, you know, we don't own the machines. We don't have those messages. We don't own those messages that they're sending. We're just applying our own metrics and turning that into data in the customer's account. So there can be some complexities that come with that and maybe some different pieces that don't make sense unless you know the ins and outs of how the field view drive reads data and how we process data then through. So, you know, some of the objections that just come to my mind because we're in harvest right now and we've been dealing with this well why doesn't the cab app match exactly what my john deere monitor matches or says or my case monitor and that can be hard to overcome that question or or think about a good way to explain that to a customer without getting into the into the weeds of how the product works and so i think part of that um, if we want to talk about how to handle those different complexities is just being confident in the product and how it works. And so knowing that the FieldView Drive is just a Bluetooth device that sends messages from the machine over to us, and then we apply our own metrics. We're not just a copy-paste from your OEM monitor. That's a complexity that comes. And you know we're taking weather data and we're breaking that down into a field and spreading it out. So, you know, this spot in the field might have gotten an inch of rain, but this spot over here got an inch and a half and we're spreading it out across the whole field that maybe got an inch and a quarter. So I think when you're looking at different pieces like that, that 
are a little bit harder to put all together. It's not just a black and white product. There's just a lot of different pieces that come into it. Those are some of the complexities that we can have. But I think it all comes back to being confident and knowing the product really well. And if you don't know something, then know who to go to. Know to go to Tyra or go to me or go to, you know, Valerie's husband, James, and and her area and have these questions and know who to ask. Because like we said earlier, there is no dumb question. And I'll put a plug in for Climate Support Team, one 924 7475 Everybody should have that number in their phone listening to this podcast. It's a value-added service that anyone can call as we're trying to provide the service and support. I want to reference back to one thing that Kylie said earlier. She said an acronym OEM. That's Original Equipment Manufacturer. And the reason I call that out, that gets thrown around sometimes. That just means, hey, John Deere was the original equipment manufacturer of the combine. FieldView is our third-party tool that we own as Bayer that we add to that machine with the cab app. So I hope you learned something there that kind of helped drive this complexity situation. It sounds scary, but it's not. And I know as I referenced some of my prior days in FieldView back when I was there, Man, rainfall was a complex thing to describe. It's such a simple thing, but Kylie really eloquently described how rainfall can be different based on how the data comes together and processes. Some customers really care. Other customers don't. They just want to have confidence. Is the value right or within reason in line? And I think believe that's something we need to all consider is how much do we share on that complexity. Most customers, as Kylie said, just want to know confidently that things are working. Folks will give you grace if something doesn't work quite right. We have a phenomenal support team to help. I'm going to maybe turn this a little bit as we think about this complexity and and you all field calls from farmers, dealers, Bayer colleagues. How do you encourage them and give them the confidence to work through this complexity objection? How does that sound? What's it look like as you think about that call that comes in and the help on a complex question needs to be conveyed and give them the encouragement to be able to go back and relay this information with confidence? I try to keep the answers simple as possible. I personally like when um, and something's explained to me that it's very straight to the point and clear so there's no miscommunication and that I understand everything fully. So that's how I try to relate information to my dealers and my FSRs and just, again, letting them know that I'm here for whatever they need and that if you want, I can call that person or I can meet with both of you and explain everything. Just the other day, I did a training on how to take out plots um, in the cab app, and I like walked through everything on how we would if we were actually in the cab and just kept everything as simple as possible and didn't overshare something, just make sure that they understand the button clicks and they understand how and why they have to do it and then leave it at that. Don't get into the weeds too much. And usually when that, with that approach, I've seen that they are more relaxed and if something that doesn't work or they don't remember something, they will right away call me just because they know that I know what I'm talking about. So one thing I would add to that When I get questions about 
maybe how something works within field view or oh, that's too complicated or too complex. I like to send screenshots or pictures of examples or videos. And the nice thing about that is that we have a lot that are already like pre-made or ready to use on our, what we call our knowledge center. So it's our support.climate.com. And, you know, hey, I understand what you're wanting to get. Actually, it is a pretty simple process to do. And, you know, by the way, I'll go ahead and I'll just send you this uh, document on it. And it kind of erases that because it's like, here's your one, two, three step little how to on, you know, building scripts within FieldView, whatever it is. So that's what I like to do, because also we all can't be everywhere at once. And so thankfully, our support team has done a really nice job of putting together those resources or just myself having, you know, an account and being able to take screenshots or videos in my own account to show, oh, hey, if you're in the cab app and you need to do a field region report, it's this button here and you'll circle this here. Um, showing that sort of stuff tends to just be a really nice example of how easy to use FieldView really is. I love that call out, uh, folks, support.climate.com. It's our public knowledge base. It's got videos, documents, support, how-tos. That is essentially our Wikipedia for climate that you can overcome things or look things up with a customer. And the other thing that Kylie really said that resonates me is we're transforming FaceTime, a video, different ways to connect with that customer just to drive that experience really can help diminish that complexity objection and get that customer down the path. Or if you maybe don't have that comfort level, rely on that climate enablement manager or that climate enablement specialist to help you. There are people who can overcome some of these complex things and help you still have a great experience with that customer. I'd maybe ask a little bit different question. This gets more kind of on the people level versus technical. What personal factors impact how you handle this objection? Is it you're recognizing personalities? Is it the person involved in the farm operation, you know, the size of the farm operation, maybe crops? Can you guys share anything there from that aspect on how you work through this complexity objection based on the people side of the objection? So I think, yeah, there are different ways to, of course, go about having these conversations about the complexity of field view. A lot of times it is nice when you have some multiple generations there. If you have a younger generation that you can um, lean on to really show maybe more of the, I'm putting in quotations, complex parts of field view and showing the grandpa of the farm operation the cool stuff the really easy like hey if you just click this button here look you have your field report here you can see all your yields and whatnot it's in one click one easy button and then yeah you sit down with the the uh, grandson and you're like oh and by the way if you go to the settings and then you go to hybrids, you can add in all these new hybrids before the beginning of the year, you know, th things like that. So you can maybe handle some of those conversations a little bit differently. And I think, too, just going back to maybe what Tyra said, too, just honing in on what is actually important to that operation. So, you know, if somebody's concerned about the complexity of FieldView, then by no means should we just word vomit all the awesome things that FieldView can do one after the other and show them all in one sitting. I mean, 
if they're really excited about the opportunity to, you know, split plant with their field view and be able to put those hybrids in and analyze later, then, you know, maybe it is showing how to preload hybrids and make sure that that's accurate before you go to planting. So I think that would be how I would just make sure that what we're talking about, if it's a complexity type of an objection, is actually applicable to what the customer is concerned about when it comes to field view or what makes them excited about the opportunity to have field view on the farm and not just all the other awesome things that field view does. That's a great response. If I may ask to either one of you, how do you handle that call that comes in when somebody's just smoking upset or they're angry? How do you diffuse that based on the complexity and get down to the point that you can help them through this complexity objection? I usually, if someone calls me upset about something like that, I usually just go straight to sympathizing with them because like I understand it. My dad is a farmer and he runs climate as well. When something's not working when you're harvesting or planting, it, it does get frustrating and they obviously feel like they need to get stuff done right away. We all know <laughs> how it is. But yeah, like sympathizing with them at first and then be like, okay, walk me through exactly what's happening um, after they've calmed down a little bit. And then we work through it together. And then at the end, I'll be like, okay, if anything else happens, you call me right away. I don't care what time. And then we go from there. It's That's just how I handle it is sympathizing and then going to the root of the problem and make sure they explain it to me fully and then we'll go from there. I would echo that. I think that's um, maybe like Andrew was going through the technical how-tos of objection handling. And I feel like that's common across all types of objections we'll get from customers, not only you know, the complexity objection when it comes to field view. But one of the things Andrew said earlier that made me laugh was the the FaceTime, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to know how many angry farmers I've been like, okay, hold on a second. Let's just hop on FaceTime. Let me see what you're looking at and let me see if I can be of any help. So, you know, we do thankfully have more technology at our hands than we even know what to do with. But um, sometimes that sort of stuff just helps us out in understanding what customers really are looking at. Because a lot of times it is just like Tyra said, they're overwhelmed, something's not working right. Gosh darn it, they need the answer right now. And anything we can do to help that be soothed over really quickly is is what I'm all about. I don't know what I do without FaceTime. (laughs) (laughs) That is some awesome nuggets, ladies. I'll maybe ask you one more kind of follow-up question as we round this out on on the people side. So you have customers that'll call that are upset. You have customers that call and are probably happy. I know you've had to have a couple calls. They're like, I'm just loving this field region report. When you think about customers that are in the middle that maybe don't communicate and complexity might be an objection, but they just don't pick up the phone. Do you have any advice how you kind of sleuth that out or figure that out to kind of get that customer back on track with FieldView? I mean, for me, it's... I'm a very much a person that really likes relationships. So if I do have one that doesn't answer the phone all the time and he's kind of on the fence, like I really like to be out there with the agronomist as much as I can, or I'm not afraid to be annoying. So I will text and call and like ask them just how their day is going or things like that to get that personal relationship. So, I mean, I've had a farmer where he, like everybody's like, well, he doesn't really like phone calls. Like he'll never answer me and all this stuff. And I try to make it, 
as personal as possible being like where are you from and then from there be like oh i know this person and like try to build that relationship with them so that way when i do call they're like uh i don't care that she's calling we might hear something interesting like on a personal level or like maybe she has some stuff for me to know about climate it's that's how i approach it is just like i said i'm not afraid to be annoying <laughs> to that point and i think that from my experience that it, the personal building has helped with people like that one of the ways that i think we could kind of work through something like that would be showing something on our own accounts so i really like to do that to i mean not every customer is just going to openly just be like, hey, look at my field view account or, hey, I, I do have a question about this. Like you were saying, there could be those that are more reserved or just don't want to talk or reach out all the time. So, you know, if you get the chance to be in front of the customer and you have field view and maybe you have a plot in there or an application trial and you're like, hey, by the way, check this out. This, uh, this application trial was awesome. And then maybe while you're there, you're showing that field region report and how easy to use that tool was to drive some analysis or dive into data. And even if it's something as simple as opening up field view to look at the weather, look at the rainfall amounts in the area, at least you're getting into the app. And then that customer could be like, oh, actually, you know, I was in field view the other day and I wasn't so sure about how to do X, Y, Z, you know, so I guess my recommendation on that for everybody listening here would be if you can get application trials or plots into your field view account, absolutely take advantage of that and get that done and then show them, talk about them as much as you can within the field view platform. But if you can't, if you don't have many application trials or plots, just add fields across your territory so you get those rainfall notifications and then yeah if you're out on the west side of your territory you can go pull up a field on the west side of your territory and say hey this field i have in my field view account got an inch of rain did you guys get an inch of rain yesterday too just again opening up the app opens up conversations so i would say that's how i'd go about that Phenomenal suggestion there. Get in and demonstrate something and see how you can spark curiosity, pictures and examples, uh, different ways to use that sparks the creativity imagination. Val, do you have some comments you'd like to add here before we wrap this up? Yeah, thank you ladies for your time today. You ladies provided a lot of uh, race method fueling to drive these types of conversations and make sure that we're hitting in a lot of different ways, especially considering all the different personal factors, generational factors, family factors. I really just appreciated some real field knowledge to this because I know you both have experience. Thank you both for your time. I know that you will be willing to answer any questions if our crop protection FSRs reach out to you for some more help on how to handle complexity with objections. But once again, thank you for your time. Andrew, thank you for directing the conversation and uh, have a good uh, rest of your week. Stay tuned for our next episode where we have a real conversation about field view confidentiality and how to handle objections around data privacy. Until next time, this has been The Field Viewpoint. Services and products offered by Climate LLC are subject to the customer agreeing to our terms of service. Our services provide estimates or recommendations based on models. These do not guarantee results. Agronomists, commodities, brokers, and other service professionals should be consulted before making financial, risk management, and farming decisions. More information at climate.com disclaimers. FieldView is a trademark of Climate LLC.